Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Fuji Love Podcast. This is a show brought to you by Fuji Love Magazine. For the latest and greatest in all things Fujifilm X series and GFX, head on over to fujilove.com. My guest this week, he is a man that doesn't need any introductions because he is part of Fuji Love. Uh, if you have seen anything on our Fuji Love YouTube channel, you will know him. You'll see his side of the uh, shows that he produces. He is Fred Ranger. Fred, how's it going, man? It's going well. Thank you so much for having me today. It's, it's great to hear from you. And this is a great chance for me to just uh, chat with you and get, you know, get a little uh, knowledge out of you, get, get to know you a little bit better. I have loved your interviews on the YouTube channel. It has been, uh, it's, it's been great. It's been very smooth. You have a great voice and a great visual style in bringing the, the interviews to life. Uh, both, I mean, everything sounds great. Uh, in, in fact, I'll be taking notes here. Uh, <laughs> But uh, in addition, you know, because you're in the visual uh, realm, you know, getting everybody to feel comfortable on camera has been really great. And, you know, I I'm glad to have you on the show, man. Thank you so much. Uh, I mean, I've uh, such an honor, actually, to be part of the Fuji Love team. Uh, I also admire the work you do for the podcast and all the stuff that Thomas and team are doing with the magazine and so on. So again, it's just, just an honor to be part of and, and to be able to add value to, to the Fuji Love community. That's awesome, man. And speaking of being part of the community, you wrote your first piece in, uh, I think it was last year in 2019. Yeah. What, yep. what was that piece about? Everybody can read it. Uh, I'll probably have a link to it in the show notes, but what was your first article? And what brought you to Fuji Love? Yeah, it's, it's a very good question. Uh, like a lot of Fujifilm shooters, um, I was always intrigued by uh, the actual gear itself, right? So I started shooting Nikon way back when, and I had the, the, the Holy Trinity, I had, you know, the D700, and I was, I was pretty much a gearhead like a lot of people uh, back then. And on the verge of a trip to Italy, I decided to buy one of these little funky camera called the X100 back then. That Which was like one a, was it? Uh, that was the original one, the OG yes. one. Like the, <laughs> and it was, it was slow to focus. It was not super like fast and so on. Uh, but it was small enough uh, that I always had it with me. So then I did the whole trip and came back. And when I loaded uh, my Lightroom uh, catalog, I realized that 80 to 85 percent of my shots were taken with the x100 so i'm like wow okay there is something there i brought all this expensive and heavy gear on the nikon side ended up staying most of the time in the hotel room so there must be something about this fuji that I, that i'm drawn into right so uh from from that specific trip and that specific date i started to learn a little bit more about the Fujifilm brand and uh, their philosophy around cameras. And I really, really uh, was digging their colors and the film simulation. So that was kind of my first introduction to the whole Fujifilm uh, ecosystem. And in trying to find other people who are either shooting or passionate about uh, photography, I found a, a whole community of people that were talking about not only uh, the 
gear itself, but the inspiration that, that it was driving. And I felt the same way. So I'm like, hey, I can relate to these guys. They're also inspired to shoot more with cameras like the X100 and the X-T2 back then. Actually, my second camera was the X-Pro2, uh, which was kind of the rangefinder yeah. style uh, uh, camera too. So again, uh, finding other people to connect with and to talk about not only the photography, but also the inspiration that comes with that gear uh, was very, very interesting for me. And then I found uh, about the Fuji Love community with Tomish. And I was like, my God, there is a magazine about it. This is crazy. This is great. And I ended up selling all my Nikon gear. And it was, uh, the article was talking a little bit more my, about my journey um, uh, in the Fuji film or in the Fuji love uh, vibe, if I may say. And uh, at the end of the day, I'm so happy that I've uh, both discovered a great community uh, that I'm shooting with great cameras like the Fuji film cameras that are surrounding me, literally. Uh, <laughs> you cannot see uh, in the podcast, but I'm surrounded with, uh, with gear and it's all Fuji film. And it's not because I'm trying to plug the brand, it's really because I, I, I truly think that those are uh, great cameras very inspiring and i've been talking about it on my youtube channel and now i get to write articles in fuji love and also share my passion about storytelling with uh great people on the fuji love a conversation on the youtube channel so that, that that's kind of what the the, the article was was all about but uh, like a lot of people started my fuji film journey with the uh, with the x100 that isn't that such a fun like link that we all have with one another the the x100 being the to, to the proverbial gateway drug into the system um we, your last few uh interviews you you've gotten the same results from uh from everybody everybody being hooked by that uh uh x100 and it really i mean surgeon general warning should be uh, put on the packages. Uh, X100, <laughs> highly <right>. addictive. <laughs> I agree. Can, can cause dependency, you know? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that limitation is very, very intriguing. And it really does spark that create, uh, that, that creativeness uh, and makes you see everything in a different perspective. Um and of course, the image quality was was pretty uh, pretty spot on. Yeah. Uh, so let's dig a little deeper. Prior to getting into Fuji, uh, let's go back to your Nikon days. What was what got you into photography? Like, wh where did you begin that journey? Like, what was the spark that got you into the the, the business? Yeah, I, I remember uh, way back when uh, my my parents actually. Uh, they saw that I wanted to tell stories and create little, you know, movies and stuff. So the first uh, gift uh, that uh, they gave me was a Sony Handycam. You know, remember those cameras oh, with the cassettes, yes. like the eight millimeters? And and so they were like, oh, my God, he, he's using it. Like, it's not just it was not just something that he was dreaming about. Like, he's he's writing up like little short films with his with his uh, friends. And then I had a band. Uh, for 12 years. So uh, this is another uh, similarities of uh, other creators. There's a lot of people that plays music and also uh, that like uh, filmmaking and photography. But I, I started a band and I started to document the, um, you know, the tours that we were doing and so on and so forth. And it was by no mean uh, great footage or, or great photos, but it was just the action of filming and photographing day in and day out on the road. I mean, there was nothing else to do outside of 
playing uh, at night and and rehearsing but uh, the like extra six hours that we got on the tour every day i was i was uh, using cameras so again i started with that Sony Handycam. Then I, I um, how how bad was the overheating issue on those? Uh, it, was, <laughs> it, was, it was it was it's a Sony. That that's my answer. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, so so my my first camera, my first like real serious camera was a Nikon D80, and I love this camera to death. Um, I'm I'm actually mad I I, I sold it. Like I, I would still have this on my shelf. That and the D700 that I also own. Those were two two of the best cameras. The Ergos. I mean, this is where Nikon was at, at their prime, right? So they were uh, very comfortable. Image quality was great. The glass was great. I mean, they were heavy, but all cameras were yeah. heavy back then. So um, so yeah. So I shot with that uh, a lot. Uh, both from a, from a personal uh, project standpoint and and also uh, a bit uh, a bit uh, professional. Uh, so, uh, but I, I've I've never been like a real professional photographer, like day in day out weddings and so on. I was always like either shooting a show from bands that we were playing with and getting a bit of money for that, uh, or I was doing portraits and and headshots and so on for friends. Uh, but I was all also uh, very very interested about both the gear and the art. And the mix of both and how yeah. can you actually use the gear to tell your stories. And that became my YouTube channel. It's, you know, visual storyteller. Uh, I also have a podcast about it. So I'm, I'm obsessed by the fact that these tools and the more we go forward, these tools are, are, are so small, but can create such grand things uh, that I want to talk about it. And I want to talk about it with other people that are using those tools to create great either photography or movies. So that's kind of my world and my ecosystem and what brought me to using those cameras every single day of my life since that Sony Handycam that's actually sitting uh, somewhere here in my shelf. And when I look at it, I will never, you know, get rid of it. I don't even know if it works anymore. But when I look at that, I'm like, this is the start of everything. Thanks to my parents who gave me that gift because uh, my journey to creativity started with I guess I have to say it on this Fuji podcast, but a Sony piece of gear. <laughs> well, let's not forget that, you know, the, we are, I mean, we, I, I, we all like to tease Sony, uh, you, you know, the, the, the comparisons, but we're all using Sony sensors. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's so true, we, we are, we are all related in some way or another. Yes. Uh, so thank you, Sony, for making our sensors that we can <laughs> whoop your butt with. <laughs> yeah. I kid, I kid. But um, but yeah, I, that that's awesome that that you still have that little memento. Um, you should take that out and do a video on that. Maybe I should do a review just to see just to see what YouTube algorithms would think about it. <laughs> Here's the Sony Handycam from '92. <laughs> you know, I don't know. We'll see. You said it takes tape, right? Do you even? Yeah, have an eight, tape? eight millimeter cassette. Um, I would need to be like very careful not to mess with the with the tape, um, but then I would try some experiments too. I would be like, you, like just scratching the tape to see what what it would do to the image, and uh, <laughs> yeah, it was a very different time. Now we do that with plugins and and stuff. <laughs> yeah, that's true, uh, very true. And so you you did a lot of band work, uh, yeah. photographing. Uh, tell me how that was. Like, what what kind of you were interested in the storytelling part of uh, the, the, the band photography. Yeah, it's a very good question. Um, I wasn't as interested about being in the pit and taking, you know, shots from in front of the scene or, 
or on the side. Uh, I was more interested about what happens behind the scene, what happens in the, you know, the, 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 the after shows and so on and so forth. Uh, and I think this is where the, the most interesting stories were coming up. And I, again, being in a band, I, I, I had access to um, the backstage. And uh, as you know, having access is uh, very important when you, when you do photography. Yep. Um, so, uh, so yeah, so I, I had all these, these amazing bands with very interesting characters. I mean, I was in the ska punk uh, scene. So uh, as you can imagine, there were some very colorful people <laughs> around uh, the scene. This was the was, 90s? Uh, no, this no, was the, the, the 90s, well, yeah. late late nineties, early two uh, thousands, early two thousands, uh, yeah, because yeah, yeah. you had the Nikon. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I remember at, at university using, I think it was the first um, digital camera. Uh, was it wasn't it Kodak that that came actually with the first digital camera? And it was like a point three megapixel type thing. But yeah, I was so amazed that, that this was... thing was like it didn't need it film, right? So, um, so I think I dabbled with, uh, with, with those Kodak digital camera back then. But yeah, my, my, my journey to photography was uh, Nikon. Yeah, Nikon was very, diff- the, uh, very interesting for me because it was like, wow, I'm, I can shoot photography. Like I can shoot photos when there's not a lot of light. And I, that, that, that for me was, was mind-boggling. And there was no such thing as cell phones and computational photography or anything like that, right? So uh, yeah. I am I am curious. Um, I mean, back then it was you had you you had two roads. You had Canon or Nikon. There really mm-hmm. wasn't any third party. Uh, Kodak really buried themselves. Uh, yeah. And Fujifilm, they had a DSLR, but it wasn't. You know, it was a Nikon like with a different logo on it. I guess <laughs> it was kind of a copy of a Nikon, if I remember correctly. And. So why did you go uh, Nikon? I mean, for me personally, it was uh, in, it, influence of another photographer saying that Nikon had the best lenses, but Canon had the better technology. And that kind of convinced me to go down the Canon road. What made you go down the, the Nikon road? Exactly like you, Mark. I was watching <laughs> Chase Jarvis. That's, that's the name. <laughs> Chase Jarvis was using Nikon gear. Uh, and a couple of other photographers I was uh, following. And uh, yeah, the importance of, of people you follow, right? So they were shooting great shots, great photography, inspiring photography, and they happened to have a Nikon in their hand. I think Joe McNally also was a big yeah. uh, user of Nikon. And I, I had it, I have his book right there, uh, uh, Captured by the Leica, I, I think it's, it's called. So, um, so yeah, I was just following the people that inspired me. And most of them were shooting Nikon. And to be honest, I I thought Canon was a printer company and uh, and not well, a you're not wrong. Company. They are. <laughs> yeah, they, they, they are, and, and they make some great great printers and great cameras too. But I thought Nikon was like the real deal, right? The photography company, although they made you know other stuff and and glass for medical and so on. But like I thought they were they were also uh, very 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 good in terms of ergonomics. Uh, when I tried one in my local camera shop here i'm like wow this is what i want it's it's like guitars right so you, you pick up a guitar you're like wow this is a great guitar i want i feel good on it so i felt the same way with with uh, with the nikon cameras still, still to this date i think they have the best ergos on the market i think you're right in that it really de- it really needs to speak to you the 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 feel of the the feel and weight of the camera um because when i tried the the Nikon maybe it was because I was already at that point too far into Canon 
but it just felt like uh, I, I couldn't, it, my, my brain couldn't click because I think some of the stuff is reversed on the. Yeah, that's the right. Icon. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah and sure. I think they did that on purpose just to keep people from switching uh, regularly. But yeah, uh, yeah uh, the ergonomics just spoke to me at the time. Um, but now photographing bands, photographing uh, friends and family, you're you make the jump to to the the fuji system and we already talked about the 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 gateway uh with the x100 and and you said the x pro 2 was the next right yeah yeah um man how did it feel to to finally get rid of the the nikon gear like what because because that we we do have attachment to the gear even though we do realize it's tools uh, what was that day like when you finally uh, parted with them? Yeah, it's 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 funny. I actually made a video on YouTube, and this is one of my first videos. And um, I do talk about why why I sold my Nikon gear. And and in front of me, you can see like big lenses and that D seven hundred, and it, I think it was the D seven fifty, even uh, back then. Um, and I, I pull up this little X Pro two. And I said, this is going to be my camera. And then I showed the 23 millimeter or the 35 F2. And, and I'm like, this is going to replace all of this gear. And then I was uh, about to go on a trip. So I think traveling <laughs> has uh, brought me to consider these smaller cameras, uh, you know, not compromising on the image quality, but having the freedom to your point of walking around San Francisco or whatever city and just, you know, taking shots and not having your backers and your big bag full of gear and so on. Uh, so that for me uh, uh, was a, a revelation almost when I said, wow, I can have as much image quality as I want in a very, very small body and also an inspiring one. I mean, the X-Pro2, again, still to this date, I love my XTs, but the X-Pro series is one camera that is just screams like, take me and go out and shoot. Versus the XTs that I again really really like, but it's more tools for me. Yeah, um, you uh, thinking of getting the X three, uh, X Pro three? I, I uh, Fujifilm sent me a, a copy to review, and I I, um, I wish I uh, I kept it, but uh, I had to return it <laughs> like anybody else. <laughs> no yeah. uh, no uh, preference uh, preferential uh, treatment here, uh, but. Um, I'm still debating. I mean, I have the T4 because I do a lot of YouTube, as you know. Yeah. Uh, and I, I just, I just love the the, the XT uh, line. I'm waiting to see if there will be an XH2, because the XH2 reminds me a lot about the Nikon for the ergonomics. Reminds yeah. me a lot about the, you know, form factor. And I, I, I'm still waiting to see if I don't see an XH2 in the near future. Yeah, I might just indulge in in, in buying the X Pro, rebuying an X Pro because I don't own one right now, and and I miss that that feeling. So um, so yeah, it's still TBD. I mean, there there I, I know there's a lot of people that can't stand the uh, flip up or how how can you say that the no screen uh, on the back of the <laughs> X Pro Two or the flip down screen. Uh, yeah, I actually quite love it. I think I think it's smart. Um, I I think Fuji is so smart. Fujifilm is so smart because they created a line where there's a bit of uh, uh, a lot of choice and, and a bit of everything for everyone. If you want to go back to the purest and simplest form of photography, um, I mean, the X, 
100 series is there with just one lens. You zoom with your feet. If you want the um, uh, non-digital, but with a digital sensor and a digital card in it, you have the X-Pro3. And then if you want the video and full shebang type thing, you, you got the X, uh, X-T4. Uh, so I think that this is very, very smart. And then if you're you know, you want to go crazy, you have a 100 megapixel GFX 100. <laughs> and then you can just, you know, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't know who, who, who owns the uh, GFX 100. I mean, I, I know a couple of YouTubers and I, I, I it's just, it, it just amazes me that, that these cameras are producing 100 megapixel images in the they are, It's just, it's crazy. They are such amazing cameras. Um, I, I did not get the chance to use the the GFX 100, but I have played with the right before the, this whole crazy COVID yeah. started. I had the chance to try out the uh, GFX 50R. Yes, and that is that is just like a paradox in in a nice little bundle, because to me personally. It feels so light and like it just, it feels like you're holding a, a, a bigger version of the XE series. Yeah, you're right. Actually. And it's like, wait a minute. No, <laughs> this is, and then click. It's like, oh, <laughs> and, cluck, and then you get your 50 megapixel images. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. I also had the chance to, uh, uh, to play with it a bit and uh yeah it's it's to your point it's it's a different paradigm it's a different mindset puts you in a, in a very creative mind i don't know the, these cameras have something i i think i described it in the article um as soul like the fuji film soul and i i cannot say that and i've tested you know tens of different of, of brands of cameras uh the sony's the panasonic they all have very very great features and so on but when I when I think about a camera that has soul, I think about the Fujifilm cameras. Um, it's it's something unique. It's it's not something that is um, spec uh, wise, or it's you, you cannot really describe it with words. It's just you take you, you have it in your heads, and then you feel compelled to create a story, create a, a visual story. So that for me is is very unique, and I have so much respect for the guys um, in Japan that 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 you know we're kind of against the grind creating all those different breeds of cameras and and they said you know what full frame we'll, we'll not even go there i mean it's already a crowded place crowded place and uh, we'll create our own little world and and now i mean you, you you see so many people switching to to fuji um being interested by fuji considering fuji so they, they must have been doing something something good because uh uh, back then in 2011, we were we were not a lot of people with Fujifilm cameras in our hands, and today it's just it's it's everywhere. It really is. Yeah, you're you're right. It, it, it's it's a camera that really does speak to you, and like anybody who's looking to do any kind of switching or start photography, one of the advices I have is just you got to try it for yourself and I always suggest renting the camera and I always suggest starting with the X100 because Mm -hmm. that is like the gateway drug in the fact that everything is all in one package lens camera body um and it gives you like that that entry into the 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 whole system 
but yeah, like from there, it's it, it really the, the different camera types, the the bodies, like you mentioned before. It really is up to the person to to see how they're going to use it yeah. and, and how it speaks to them uh, that 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 soul because a lot of people are still using older systems because they like the image quality from those still better than the newer ones. Uh, and that's something that is fairly new because I mean, Fuji X series is still overall a fairly young, uh, young brand. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, see, seeing all the different things people are doing with the older cameras, uh, keeping that alive in addition to the new stuff that's coming in is pretty amazing absolutely absolutely and i think the uh the the good news is that uh it's it's not over uh they they, they keep pushing the limits again the, the gfx 100 is just one example of how they can take all the knowledge all the failures the successes that they that they've built in the past and, and apply it to to new technology yeah um, and and I, I don't think I don't think at the end of the day it does really matter that the gear and 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 yes um, any camera these days it's hard to find a bad camera to be honest <laughs> it's not like Fuji yeah. is better than anybody else then it, then it becomes a an experience and it's a contact with the brand like when you start reading a bit about the Kaizen uh, philosophy and how they how they want to treat their customers that that for me is as important as the product you hold in your hand. Uh, so it is another factor why I decided to choose uh, Fujifilm. And, and I don't want this to turn into an ad for Fujifilm, but uh, th th these are, again, very important points that when you start to shoot and when you understand that at the end of the day, if you want to create a visual story, you can shoot it with a GoPro, you can shoot it with your phone, you can shoot it with a camera. Um, but when you, you understand the, the, the ecosystem in which these products are being built, then, then you, you, you know, you, you might want to relate to one brand or to the other. And that's, uh, that's very powerful. I mean, we, we do work for Fuji love. It's kind we of do have hard. a lot of love for Fuji. Yeah, that's, that's for sure. <laughs> the, the, that commercial is self-explanatory. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um, where, so right now, did you say that you have an uh, X-H1 or? Yes. You, and you're waiting for the, for the the next iteration. Yeah, I'm waiting to see because I I, I truly love the, the the this camera. I just filmed a, an episode for my YouTube channel on it, uh, talking about the XT4 versus the XT3. Uh, but um, and yeah, your last episode with um, oh god, I, I was just watching it earlier today. Um, uh, oh, with I Joe Allen. Joe Allen, Joe Allen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I wanted to say Jack Allen, but Joe <laughs> Allen. Um, you know, funny, the funny story is that, uh, so I watched one of his videos just this morning um, and his experience photographing in London. Yeah. Uh, I was like, wow, I got to get this guy on the show. And then on my feed pops up, <laughs> You interviewed him. I'm like, oh, got it covered. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess your your uh, virtual assistant heard you uh, think about it, and then they recommended it into your feed, right? <laughs> it's small world, man, but you did a great job. But you Thank both you. went into discussion about the X-H1. Yes. And where, where do you want to see that camera go uh, yeah. if you had your wish list? 
Yeah, it's interesting. I think this, and, and Joe, uh, we were discussing uh, about it, and Joe agrees on that. I think it was kind of the misunderstood camera and weird timing uh, camera when it came out because the X-T3 came out right after it. Yeah. Um, so I would see uh, the X-H line as the ultimate video camera. If they really want to compete against, um, you know, the Panasonics and the Sonys and so on and so forth, uh, I think they really need to to claim that that this is a, a, a camera with videographers in mind. Yes, the X-T4 is a brilliant camera for video, flippy screen, nice codecs, uh, IBIS and so on and so forth. But I think if you want to appeal to the videographers out there, there is more than just, you know, the image quality and um, the IBIS and so on. I mean, the grip, uh, the ergonomy, the the fact that you can, uh, you know, run some even higher bitrate and codecs, that, that, that is stuff that will appeal to uh, people like Joe Allen, actually, who's using a Panasonic for his video and Fuji for photos. So, so I, I would love to see them going to uh, owning that uh, that crop sensor uh, video um, space, and uh, I would be definitely one of the first in line to consider it uh, for my own use. And it would be great because I would have only one set of lenses, only uh, one type of cameras for all of my needs. A anything that I could that I can think of or hmm. dream of. Because right now my XT4, I'm, I, I want to shoot photos with it. I don't. Yeah, and it's hard to do both. It's great that it has the movie and photo mode on the actual uh, camera itself. But, oh my uh, God, isn't that, that that's is brilliant. Like, that's, that's, that is one of the, yeah, they, 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 they literally uh, solved the biggest pain point uh, with that update. And, and that it, for that, it's worth it. Again, it's the latest video I dropped on my uh, own YouTube channel is about, you know, five reasons why you should consider the XT4. And that's the top, you know, top three uh, reasons. Uh, just that little switch that keeps your, video settings uh, uh, recorded and then the photo settings separate uh, it's it's brilliant it's pure brilliant. simple but brilliant <laughs> yeah and so i'm i'm going to uh throw it out there when do you think uh the x because we've all heard the rumors that yeah. the xh2 is in the works it's just you know they're still just waiting um, I think they, 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 they are being more careful uh, now that, you know, last time around, I don't think they sold a, a ton of XH1 to be, to be very honest. They sold a ton of XT3 uh, yeah. and, uh, and now XT4. Uh, but I think they're, they're trying to be smarter and, and, and a little bit more uh, timely with the, the release of the XH2. And also uh, just looking at what Sony did and what Panasonic did. Uh, recently, it's it's very impressive in terms of specs. So, if you want to release a video featured camera in 2021, uh, you got to make sure it's 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 way up there in terms of specs, but also adds, you know, to the uh, to the uh, to the ecosystem by pushing the limits, just like they did for for the medium format. Um, I, I I love how they were pushing the limits there. I would love to see them pushing the limits on the on the XH series. But uh, I if I if I only knew when, I would make my life uh, easier. I would be able to uh, plan uh, these things. But I guess they're gonna they're gonna drop it when they're ready, and uh, I'll, I'll be just like you, reading Fuji rumors and F Fuji rumors and Fuji love uh, to 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 learn all about it. <laughs> uh, you're gonna get it like right out of the gate. Uh, yeah, I might. I mean, I might sell the XH1 um, 
although again I, I love this camera but uh you know sometimes you need to sell stuff to buy other stuff yes so, that uh, is true yeah yeah, yeah. i mean my, my girlfriend now has the uh, xt3 so you know it's sometimes we keep the cameras uh, in the family i also have daughters my daughter have the x70 and she loves it um, i mean that's that's just one way to keep the cameras in the family but uh yeah i i, I would definitely get the xh2 because i am a hybrid shooter and i need uh on location to do both videos and uh, and photos nice and i i got before we end i i gotta say looking at your instagram feed and looking at your website the the photo that draws me the the completely in is your restaurant photo where, where it, it, it's nighttime the street lights the the fluorescent lighting on it uh that is if i were to pick my absolute favorite photo that you did that has got to be like the mm, it's it's that it's my personal favorite um do you, do you know which one i'm referring to yeah i think it's the i think the restaurant's called green spot or something yes like that. yeah yeah yeah, I mean, for and thank you, thank you so much because that's an image that is very representative of both um, Montreal uh, at night, uh, the city you know I was born in and I still live in, um, and also uh, the colors, uh, the fact that it's at nighttime, uh, very calm but at the same time intriguing. That's that's the type of stuff that I like too. Um, don't yeah, get me wrong, it's calm I'm, but very busy. Exactly. That's 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 precisely so. So uh, so for me, it's uh, yeah. When when I, when I took it with the X100, I was just like, well, you know, cool shot. But then when I when I put it on the screen and I even printed it, I was like, oh wow, okay, that's exactly the, the what I was feeling when I was there. Uh, so it's all you know. It, it doesn't happen often when you get one of these shots, right? So on on a several thousand images, it might happen, you know five times and 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 that was one of them so i'm i'm happy that uh, that you like it too <laughs> it's uh, it it just speaks to me and when i was going through your uh website like i went through the landscape i went through the 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 street photography but that's the image that i just kept going to uh, mm-hmm. you uh, again with, with x100 that that was such a great camera did you do it in any kind of profile or was that a raw shot I, I, to be honest, I think that was because it was at night. I think that was a raw shot, but I, I think I, I did apply a film simulation in Lightroom and adjusted a bit of the, you know, highlights and shadows and stuff. Nice. So, yeah, yeah. Um, it, it's it's just such a great photo. Uh, it, like everybody has to check it out. Um, <laughs> so, in addition to finding you on uh, Fuji Love's YouTube channel and seeing your articles on fujilove.com where can people find you on the web man yeah man it's it's uh, it's a, it's a busy uh, busy time and and uh, people can find me in a couple places but uh, i would definitely uh, invite people to go see my instagram uh, because you will find the great photo that mark is referring to uh, but uh, also <laughs> on uh, the fuji love youtube channel I, I i still can't believe i have the chance to talk to all these great people very inspiring people like Joe Allen, Taki Kayo, Pally Schultz, Valerie Jardin. Uh, these, these guys are so amazing. And uh, I get to, to know them on a personal level. And, and you guys can also do the same thing if you just go to the Fuji Love YouTube channel. Uh, we're also launching the 
chapter of Beers and Cameras in Montreal. So this is fairly new, Ooh. like it literally happened like two days ago. Uh, Cyber Mike uh, here in Montreal and myself are, are, are starting up this uh, chapter of Beers and Cameras in Montreal. So you can go follow Beers and Cameras Montreal on Instagram. And if, uh, if you want to find me on any of the other platforms, I'm just Fred Ranger. So you'll, you'll find me on any platform with oh, that, hey, uh, that we're, handle. We're, we're going to hit the brakes there. Because oh, yeah, that, yeah, sure, sure. <laughs> that is really cool. I, had, I did not know about that. Um, what's the inspiration behind Beers and Cameras, apart from, you know, Beers and Cameras? <laughs> well, I, I, Mark, it's, it's pretty much that. <laughs> People that are inspired by uh, cameras and that like beers and it likes to meet up and chat. But more seriously, uh, we want to organize meetup as soon as this, again, unprecedented times ends and we can all meet up again. Uh, we want to, uh, to be able to organize some meetups uh, and have people come in and do some talks, uh, chat about photography around a good beer. Nothing too serious, not a conference, you know, not a big photography conference or anything like that. Just a, a regular thing. Um, just on the smaller scale and in a bar in Montreal. Um, so uh, so that, that, that's the next step. And we're already, I think we, we hit like uh, 75 uh, followers on Instagram. We, we launched yesterday. So I think there, there is a, and, and what they created in the, in the US is a, is a great community. I mean, we talked about the great Fuji Love community. Beers and Cameras created a very, very active and engaged community out uh, in, uh, in the US. So, uh, so we're trying to, to, to honor that and to uh, replicate the, the, the actual uh, system here in Montreal. And we're working very closely with the beers, uh, beers and Cameras crew uh, down in the US. So very excited about launching that. Uh, so please join. If you, if you like cameras, if you like beer, uh, you, should definitely, uh, if you, you should definitely join. And uh, we're going to have fun uh, starting hopefully in the next few weeks when we're able to meet up. Nice. And yeah, I'll be number 76 right after I finish recording this. Nice. Thank you so much. <laughs> but uh, we'll have links in the show notes for everybody to check out. And how has life been uh, up there uh, with everything happening? I know a lot of people don't like talking about it too much, but I'm, I'm curious because uh, we are pretty close, uh, relatively speaking. That's right. Uh, I mean, we, we're looking at uh, how our friends down south are, are handling it and we're trying to do our best uh, here in Canada. But uh, I think the one thing I would say, I don't want to say that it's a, a positive thing uh, at all. Like it's, 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 I would have preferred not to go through that, but it, it did. And I, I did a little video about it too, but it did um, slow, slow thing down, things down. And it made me, you know, reflect on, on, on life, on, on my photography, on my creativity, uh, my family, and so on and so forth. And I think a lot of people took that opportunity to, to think about these type of things. And we're all in it together. That's, that's the other yeah. aspect is that it's not just rich countries or poor countries. And it's everyone is in the same boat. I was chatting with uh, Valérie Jardin, and she was saying how she doesn't want to photograph people with masks because she's so tired to, 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 to thinking about it and seeing it. She wants to photograph people on the beach just to, you know, think about something else. And then I talked to Joe Allen who was like, no, this is a reality. You know, I, you need to be uh, absorbed by it and understand it. And, and at some point it's too much. But so it's everybody's coping in a different way. But I think for me, uh, it did some, uh, you know, I, I was trying to see the positive side. And from that perspective, taking a step back, slowing down, thinking about creativity in a different way. 
definitely uh, definitely um, helped me but at the same time i'm i'm tired like anybody else to to hearing about it and and just seeing the news and and so on and so forth so I'm, i look forward to the day we can enjoy a beer do a proper cheers and you know i'll go out on a photo walk or something <laughs> how about this man when the world returns to normal um i will come up there from boston to montreal nice. we will go out for a beer go to a bruins uh montreal game oh, where we can watch be interesting that'll be interesting great rivalries there yes. we will watch your team beat my team of but course. then you come down to uh boston we'll have a beer we'll go to the boston montreal game where my team will finish the series and slaughter your team <laughs> <laughs> i'm not sure i'll give like you one of this story mark <laughs> and that story may vary uh depending on how well the teams do but i uh, like the part about the beer and the photographer but the no the, the boston beating the house no, no, no. <laughs> it's all good but dude I, we, we definitely should uh yes. team up uh because we do have the beer and the the photography in common like we and, see in uh, french c'est un rendez-vous we have to do it we have to do it <laughs> um so awesome man it was so awesome having you on the show and i hope everybody uh who who listens i'm sure everybody who listens also watches and and, and vice versa so uh knock on wood if you you know everybody should check it out um, yeah for sure Dude, it was a pleasure, and uh, we'll have you back on soon. Thank you so much. It was a pleasure being with you, and uh, now I want to have you on the uh, on the Fuji Love conversation, so we can uh, continue the conversation. How about that? Let's do it, man. Perfect. <laughs>